right, welcome to the podcast, Showbread, because it's fresh. fresh. I'm with Pastor Drew. Pastor Drew, how are you doing today? I'm doing marvelous, good brother. It's been nice. a wonderful day. Busy day. Busy been day. looking forward to this, though. Hey, me too. Me now, too how about buddy. yourself? I heard you have a very hectic day. Yeah, it was super busy today. Uh, it's holiday season at my work, and it's just super busy. And so I'm glad to be here at church to decompress, to, to seek the Lord, and to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. You did a great job on that Christmas Eve service. You were the closer, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. You I gave the benediction, that. the blessing, oh, the candlelight. Yeah, I had was... a lot of great feedback about that this really, week. Really, you did. A number of people came and said, Pastor, that was such a powerful service. I was in tears mm. with the singing, with mm. the kids, with the message, uh-huh. with the blessing. Oh, the blessing? The Specifically blessing? the blessing? Specifically <laughs> the blessing. Okay, cool. You know why? Because it was the moment when the candles started going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, there's a nostalgia. They think of family. They think of Christ being the light of the world. Mm-hmm. There's a connection. Yeah, there is. You know, they take that first flame and it gets passed and passed. Then you get it. Yeah. And it's like everybody else had it and now you pass it. I love it. And it's still going strong. Mm-hmm. It was a marvelous week. So that was really good. Yeah. The candlelight service is... Uh... It's a tradition for me and my family, too. We love Amen. that. We love going. Yeah, your kids really sang well, by the way. They Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Pastor, what is this UFC glove you got over here? Oh, man. A very glove? good friend of mine connected me with it. This guy is a double champ. It's his autograph. Wow. Ryan Bader, double champ. Ryan Bader. Heavyweight, light heavyweight Bellator. One of the world's finest. And I hear he's a very good man. Works extremely hard. Great work. Thank you. True champion. True you champ. You had to win a, a tournament, Grand Prix, to win that. Wow. Knocked out at one of the legends, Fedor, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he's uh, he's been something for a while. So I was wow. so excited for Christmas, I was given the case. That is nice. That is nice. Autograph, you guys can't see. People watching the live cast right now, I'm going to describe it to the viewers right now. It's in a glass case, pristine. It's got a, a, a gray marker on the UFC. Again, what was the champion's name? Ryan Bader. Ryan Come Bader. on now. If you're, reading the, if you're listening to this, Brian Bader, thank you. Oh, thank you. He's a great <laughs> fighter. And, Very entertaining. Uh, cool. Well, Pastor, thank you for, uh, for for joining us here today again on Showbread because it's fresh. fresh. And uh, today's topic today, I, if you've been listening to the podcast, um, thank you for listening. We've been talking about the elements and how, just how God uses the elements and how as people we perceive them and, and see uh, them as examples. And today we're talking about wind. Pastor Drew, is there any fascinating scriptures about wind in oh, the Bible? Man, wind is an element. That is used often in the scripture. It is. Wind and spirit. The spirit of God was over the surface of the deep. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, wind and spirit, and sometimes they're used as the same word. Mm -hmm. And so we know the Holy Spirit, and we'll get to him more. I'm looking forward to talking about the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. The spirit of God, the wind of God, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon him with a rushing wind. So you see rushing winds at times. I think of the book of Job, where Job loses his children he loses his wealth he loses his health mm-hmm. he loses everything everybody's blaming job like it was his own fault but really it was the devil doing this to him mm-hmm. and so the whole book is his friends really covenant business partner friends mm-hmm. complaining telling him to curse god and dies what his wife says and they're saying it's your fault your fault your fault and he wants a mediator he wishes mm-hmm. for a daysman somebody that could be in between him and god and have a court date with god so finally God shows up and God gives him the whirlwind, as it says, mm. and just blows him. I mean, he doesn't have nothing to say when he's faced with that. So you see mighty winds in the scripture. You also see the still small voice of God. Mm. I thought of that in Elijah, that God wasn't in the fire, he wasn't in the earthquake, but he was in that small, 
if you will, breeze almost. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you see the wind quite often. How about yourself? Are there any passages or stories that come to your mind about the wind? Yeah, I think I think one of the greatest passages is when in the upper room, you know. And yeah. They, you know, there comes as the Holy Spirit comes as a rushing wind, and now they're able to be endowed with that that Holy Spirit power. They'll be able to preach the gospel in in different tongues, and so that's something for me. When I was going, when I was younger, and I wanted to to, to receive the Holy Spirit, that's something that I've always thought about. Like God is going to blow me away with the Holy Spirit. He's going to come in my body, and and and, and the Spirit's going to be with me. And so um, that's a really great story. I, li I like. I like that story a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Yeah. And it's a great illustration about the Spirit of God. God is Spirit. Mm -hmm. Those that worship Him need to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And the Spirit, the wind, in a sense, you see the effects of it. And yet you can't quite see it with mm -hmm. your eyes. But yeah. you can see it's moving. Yeah. You can feel it against you. And so I think that does speak about God. God wants us to have faith. He wants mm -hmm. us to believe, to take that step of faith without seeing Him. Yet we do see his effects on our life, like the wind. Yeah, absolutely. and the wind is powerful over time; it wears things down. The the wind is powerful in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it's amazing to see. I, I, you know, we live in Southern California. We're not really; it's just sunny here or yeah. kind of cold. You know, it's not the elements aren't really as harsh as other places in, <laughs> oh, in the world know. or in the, in the United States. <clears throat> just the other day, maybe a couple weeks ago, the wind got up to I don't know forty about thirty miles per hour in Beaumont where I work. Wow. And it was really, really, like, really windy. And I haven't really experienced wind like that before. I'm sure people that live in the Midwest, Tornado Alley, you know, places like, man, this is really windy. Obviously, tornadoes. But I think to myself, like, man, like, this wind is literally, like, blowing people away, blowing things away, blowing everything away. But you can't see it. And it's a great illustration of God. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we can't always see him physically. Right. But we definitely feel his effects. Yeah, and his presence is felt, and there's a moving that I know God wants to release more. God wants to see more people moving in that waiting for that power of the Holy Spirit. And the good news is now we don't have to wait for that. The, the wind has already come in a sense. Mm -hmm. Another illustration of it is when Jesus breathed on his disciples, mm -hmm. and in a sense caused that breath, caused that wind upon them. And he says, receive you the Holy Spirit. And then it says they couldn't receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet been given. But that breath of God, that spirit of God, that wind of God, we do see it throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. And that picture of it coming from the mouth of God. When God formed Adam out of the dust of the ground, he breathed into him mm -hmm. and man became a living being. He became a living spirit with the wind of God brought forth from God into man. That's where life came from. Mm -hmm. And so that supernatural life, that too was like the breath of Jesus upon the disciples. So I do think you see that element often of the wind coming in as a picture of the spirit. Mm, I like that, Pastor Drew. Let's 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 take a moment, a brief second to unpack, sure. take a step back. Maybe some of the listeners are like, "What the heck are they talking yeah. about? <laughs> what is this breath of God, the Spirit of God? Can you talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit and just like what the Trinity is and 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 how it plays a huge part in our faith and, and the Holy Spirit, God and Jesus is one. And just kind of un just take a couple minutes to unpackage that. So maybe we have some listeners here that's been a Christian for a long time yeah. and maybe they just never really got the answer that they were looking for. And maybe they never really looked for the answer. Or maybe we have someone listening today like, man, like I'm new to this church. I'm new to this faith. 
but it is wild and it is a crazy notion that yeah. three in one and one's a spirit and there's God and Jesus. Can you just take a brief couple, just a couple minutes and just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I, I'll do my best. I, I think when it comes to the Trinity, we do see a number of passages that'll point to that. And, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But think of a video game. There's a video game developer. Yeah. He writes the story. He puts in the images. He gets the artist. And within the game, the players in the game, the characters in the game, they have limitations. The designer doesn't have limitations. But imagine that you are in the video game, like Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, okay. You know, you're stuck in 2D. Yeah. Maybe you can hyperlink to 3D. Okay. But he can't hyperlink to 4D. He can't come in time, length, width. He can't enter the dimension that you and I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So he's stuck within the video game, and there's rules in that game. So God is like that game developer. And you and I are stuck in it as the game. Mm -hmm. We only live in four dimensions, but God lives in way more dimensions than four. That's what it is to be in spirit. You and I have a hard time understanding eternity. There was a time when we did not exist. My little kids, they they look at pictures before they were born. They say, where am I? Mm -hmm. They can't fathom a time where they just weren't here. Absolutely. God is outside of time. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? People say, well, who made God? It's such a foolish question in the sense that they don't understand the notion of God. Mm -hmm. God lives in a different dynamic. If somebody had never seen, it's like, how do you explain what sight looks like? What is the color red to a person that's always been blind? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody that's always been deaf. How do you explain what a symphony sounds like to them? And so it is with some of these spiritual matters. We are naturally dead to God. We don't have that life. We don't understand His existence. So for many, three in one, how does that make sense? It doesn't make sense in the natural order of things any more than eternity, any more than never being born. We live in a cause and effect universe. God doesn't. Mm. We live in space and time. God doesn't. Mm. God is all-knowing. God is omniscient. God has qualities just like a video game maker has different qualities than those in the game. Mm -hmm. So let's go to the Trinity. I think most people understand Jesus Yep. in a sense that he was one of us. They ought to understand Jesus. Yeah. He was born. He had a mother. He had a father. He had a supernatural birth. Mm-hmm. And yet he walked among us. He was in flesh. He mm-hmm. ate. He slept. He got tired. He was sad. He hungered. He I, was, think, I think everyone in the world knows who Jesus is. And he was a man. He yeah. was a man. The man, Christ Jesus. And I think the father... The God that we see prevalently referred to as the Father Jesus called him Father, Abba, Father. We we see him in the Old Testament, and I I think we see glimpses of Jesus in the Old Testament also. I do too. Another story maybe for another time. But I think we see him as the creator. And yet, if you look at the Bible, you'll see that attributes that are attributed to God are also attributed to the Son. We talk about creation. In the beginning, God created. We'd attribute that to the Father. And yet, in John, all things that were made were made through him, by him. Talking about Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Mm -hmm. And yet, we also see the Holy Spirit in the Psalms, that the Spirit of God created. A great illustration of the Trinity. Three distinct, unique persons, if you will, is at the baptism of Jesus. Jesus is baptized. He's brought up out of the water by John the Baptist. The Holy Spirit descends as a dove. And the heavens are open and the voice of the Father is heard. The voice of the Father, the dove of the Spirit, and there's Jesus in flesh. So the distinctions really aren't hard, I don't think. I don't think people have a hard time with the distinctions. 
they have a hard time with seeing the three as one, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But let's talk a little more about the Holy Spirit. Okay. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now, okay. the Father, we see His attributes in the Old Testament. We see His anger, His love, His justice, His commands, His holiness. We see how He talks to people, mm -hmm. how He loves people, how He befriends people, mm -hmm. how He judges people. Yeah. We get to know God the Father. Yes. He's awesome. Mm -hmm. And we get to know Jesus very clearly in the Gospels with great stories. Mm -hmm. Often move with compassion, Absolutely move yeah. with zeal. Mm -hmm. We see what angers him, where he loves, how he embraces the children. Yeah. Now let's take a few moments to think about the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit also has personhood. Mm -hmm. Jesus always refers to the Holy Spirit with the personal pronoun of he. In fact, Jesus calls him the comforter. As we call Jesus the Christ, Christ is a term, anointed one, Messiah, if you will. It was a title. Similarly, Comforter is a title. It means the paraclete in Greek. It means the one called alongside to help. He's your lawyer. Mm. He too has a title. Yeah. And yet the Holy Spirit has emotions. Mm. Well, you know the scriptures. What are some of the emotions that you see the Holy Spirit has? Well, I think the Holy Spirit is there to help. You know, That's I right. Think, I think it's it, he's there to to give me boldness. He's there to speak through me at times. Amen. You know, I think... Um, you know, when I don't have any utterance, any words, a lot of times I see the Holy Spirit manifest in my life is, is through discernment, is through yeah. the way I feel with other people around me. Um, another time we'd be praying in tongues where I don't have any more earthly words to say. I speak in tongues and I feel like that's the Spirit moving through me. And Amen. The power of the, the, of the Holy Spirit through me. And so those are some ways that I see and I feel in my heart a confirmation. So, Pastor Drew, I think, just so, you know, like... Some people, I think the way we grow up, and I think we were talking about this maybe a couple months ago, the way we grow up, we go to school, right? Right. We go to public school. Maybe some of us went to a Christian school. Um, but I went to public school. Uh, you know, I know even, even the Christian schools, you know, sometimes they teach things that, that might be a little secular. And so I think me growing up in school, I was taught science is like the utmost highest authority in all knowledge if it's not if you're talking to a scientist you're talking to maybe god himself at times and as i got older and as i started learning about god and the holy spirit and and jesus and and and, and started looking at life differently and stopped looking through life through like a pretend scientist's eyes oh does this make any sense is this the hypothesis where's the control and start really living a spiritual life through the holy spirit i finally realized that the life that i was brought to was brought up into the the educational system that I was brought into, you know, there's some good stuff, but also is very secular, not what the Bible teaches us and not well, you know, what I, God has intended for us, you know? so I, I like science. Science, I think, is things that you can observe, yeah. things that you can test, yeah. things that you can prove. That's science. Mm -hmm. I don't like that they mix evolution in as though it's fact. Mm -hmm. Even in the textbooks, it calls it a theory. Mm -hmm. I got no problem with people teaching theories mm -hmm. that they can't prove or they haven't proven. It, to me, it belongs in a philosophy class, mm -hmm. in a religion class. Mm -hmm. I do think that secularism has all the components of a religion, and yet it's taught as science mm -hmm. when much of it isn't proven, isn't observable, isn't testable. Yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying, and I mm -hmm. think that uh, we have been taught to accept certain truths, uh, principles, as though they're true, when I, I don't think they're completely true. Yeah. I, and I think that God is the ultimate authority. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you say the Holy Spirit gives discernment, the Holy Spirit, as that person, He does guide us. He does lead us. Jesus yeah. said, 
He'll teach you. He'll bring remembrance. Absolutely. And as much respect as we have for so many other people that are well-studied and well-learned, mm-hmm. in First John, there's a beautiful passage that says, and you don't need anybody to teach you, but you have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit can lead you and guide you. Jesus did no miracles mm-hmm. until he received the Holy Spirit. He told the disciples, you wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So you and I, we need the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And what a great opportunity our young people have in the schools. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I go to a school once a month, I go to a middle school and I get an opportunity to tell kids about Jesus. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds, thousands of these kids. Absolutely. And they are hungry for, for other students that are filled with the power of the Spirit to tell them about Jesus. I got this beautiful story that my daughter wrote and I appreciate your help and help me record it. We're going to make a video about it, about when she was going through a hard time and her mom's got this diagnosis of the spinal disease and it's been hard. And in the difficulty of it, she sought God and sought God. And at camp, she sensed the power of the Holy Spirit and she spoke in tongues and it was like a release. And I have seen a wonderful change. She was already a great kid. Man, I've seen just a different attitude about her and a new power and even some godly desires that are growing in her. And I would attribute that to the power of the Holy Spirit. There's no doctrination I could give her, no education or books to read. You need to know God through the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Jesus said, it's better I go away so the Spirit will come because he's the greatest professor. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate that, Pastor. I think... I, I think back to the schooling, and I, I really appreciate that answer. I think for the listeners now, and it's gonna be. It was tough for me to really think like, let me just go against everything that I thought. And I think yourself. I think you beautifully said it. Like you know, we like you know, we 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 love the people that are highly educated. And, oh man, you know those people are awesome. But the things, the power that your daughter is, is experiencing, the power that we yeah. have within us, the power that the congregants of Riverside Christian Assembly have, the power that my wife has, you know, that your wife has, and. And many, many, many millions of Christians that have, you got to really be open to that. And I think the textbooks in school, and I think you got to put that away and put that aside for a second and say, is there something more to life yeah. than what's in these textbooks? There's, there's a living word. Mm. No, textbooks are good knowledge. I have tons of books. I yeah. I read about more than anybody I know. Yeah. I, I, I listen to books. Two or three. You do, Pastor Drew. I mean, I just finished <laughs> another one on great military leaders. And before that, I listened to this guy, man. He doesn't like God at all. His name was Peter Singer. Uh-huh. And he was, you know, anyway. But I listened to all his stuff best I could. And there's some neat information in there, some good science in there, some things I didn't like in there. But my point is this. They don't give me life. Mm. The Spirit of God wants to come into your spirit and give you life that you would know that you know God. Absolutely. And that's something only the only only the Holy Spirit can give you the assurance. Mm-hmm. Who knows the mind of a person? Who knows the spirit of a person but their own spirit? Mm-hmm. And when the spirit of God comes into your spirit, then you know that you know God. He searches us. Mm-hmm. He looks inside us. And so that connection is something we Christians can offer the world mm-hmm. that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. And I think it's mostly contagious. You were brought to Christ. Life begets life. And when you ask God for his life, his eternal life comes into you. There has never been something that came to life that wasn't alive itself. Mm-hmm. You know, a rock never gave birth to a giraffe. Yeah. It just it doesn't happen. A, mm-hmm. a dead piece of wood doesn't give birth to a rabbit. Life begets life. And if you want the life of God, the Holy Spirit is the agent, the person mm-hmm. that you invite into your heart. And that's that power we're talking about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. I think I think people, intellectual people, people that want to be 
very intellectual. That's that's an awesome virtue to be intellectual, be smart. Yeah. But I think, I think we try to look through life and try to see all these complexities and look at the organisms and the cells and and try to make sense of it all. When it's all written down in the Bible, it's all so simple that there is a maker and a creator, and that there isn't, there isn't all these there all these different little complexities and millions and millions of years of different things happening and really. Really, I think if you're out, if you're listening and you're really struggling, because I did, I struggled thinking like, man, is this, is what I learned from kindergarten to 12th grade true? Or was this true? Is this true? You know, because I gave my life to the Lord when I was like 14, 13 years old, you know? And so if you're listening out there, I want, you know, we're going to pray at the end of this podcast for the Lord and the Holy, for the Holy Spirit to open your heart up and to be able to receive this word today. Um, Pastor Drew, I really appreciate it. And, and, and I think one thing about the Bible that I, I want to bring up is that I've, you know, I've read books before and I've read hardcovers. Yeah. I listen to books. And not one time where I've read this book and I read the paragraph as it is and I never looked at it and said, wow, this absolutely means something completely different. It hits me differently than I've ever read it before. I, read, I just read this book two months ago nah. and now I'm, I'm seeing it differently. The Bible, there's so many times, Pastor Drew, where I open the Bible up, yeah. I'm guided to the scriptures, I'm praying, even when I prepare a sermon, I say, God, please open the scriptures to me, open my mind to something that I I, I need to I need to preach for myself yeah. and maybe for the congregacy to hear. And I, I'll go through uh, I'll go through the book of Joshua. That's the first <laughs> one I go through. It's my favorite book of the Bible. I'll go through the Old Testament, but I always find something that really sticks to me. I've probably read that same passage a million times, but then I'll get a different message from it. And I really think that's that's the Holy Spirit's calling out to me. And I don't know, Pastor, can you talk a little bit about that? How the Bible it. has an effect? Well, imagine a book you love, and you get to phone the author whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and you say, hey, I was reading page 82, paragraph 3, and I had some questions. Tell me more about it. And the author is excited to answer the phone and tell you all about yeah. it. Hey, talk to you tomorrow about page 98. Yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit, the Bible is God-inspired, God-breathed. These are the words we've yeah. been using. This means that the Holy Spirit whispered to every human author that wrote in that book. Mm -hmm. So even though the Bible has 66 different books and many different authors over 2,000 years or so of different authors writing it, it has this unity to it because the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the same Spirit that descended on Christ and allowed Him to perform all those miracles, the same Spirit that came in the upper room on those apostles is within us. And that same spirit, he will testify to your heart. He will guide you in remembrance. And so, yeah, the word of God is different than any other book. It changes lives. It cuts the heart. It cuts the hearts. It cuts the consciences. It leads you to the means of salvation. It points you to Jesus. So, yes, every time you read the word of God, I think new things are going to hit your heart. And you're going to want to put them into your life. And you're going to want to change. Because the author is using the Bible through the Holy Spirit to speak to you exactly what you need to hear that hour. What other book can do that? I can't think of what a great book. God we have. What an amazing, wonderful, loving God that we have. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He dies on the cross for us. He inspires sixty-six books in the Bible for us to read and be able to to be able to take in and live our life. And then we get to you know believe in Him and eventually go to heaven with Him and reign and rule with Him. Amen. So that's, that's an amazing God that we serve today. And so, Pastor, before we end this podcast, you know, I just kind of want to preface what we talked about. We talk about wind and how God yeah. uses it in the Holy Spirit. 
We talked about Jesus breathing life into us and breathing life into God breathing life into Adam. We talked about the Holy Spirit oh, yeah. and how how the Holy Spirit is 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 God and and that Jesus talks speaks of the Holy Spirit in the in in a, in a male pronoun in a in God in a in a God pronoun that He's God and that the Holy Spirit is God. Um, we talked a little bit about maybe putting some of the walls down that what we learned in school and and maybe accept this. We're gonna pray in a little bit about anyone that's listening to this podcast to be able to maybe break some walls or tear some walls down. Say, you know what? I, I really need to take that next step in my faith. Yeah. And I've seen it in my own life. And I know you've seen it in your own life. When, when we take that next step in the Holy spirit, we say, God, you know, there's, Hey, I know the word I'm showing up. I'm here. God, I believe in you. I profess, profess you as my Lord and Savior with my tongue. I got water baptized. Amen. I'm here. I'm showing up. But then that next step. And I think that Christian maturity is say, God, I want your spirit. I want to I want to know you more than I've ever known you before, and I just don't want head knowledge anymore. I don't want to just show up and be a part of the the, the congregation, which is great, which is yeah. all great stuff. But I think the next step for listeners and the next step for even the congregants here at church is to say, you know what? I want to take that next step spiritually with you, Amen. God. I want to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to come to the altar. I want to raise my hands. I want to I want to be free with you, God. That's I think right. I think that freedom that the Holy Spirit gives us, God. He, he, he lets us be able to raise our hands up and be free and, and speak in, in, in tongues and gives us those gifts of the Spirit. And so, Pastor, can you end us in a word of prayer? And, and maybe there's someone out there that needs to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Or someone out there that's nervous or shy or, or hasn't really even asked God for the Spirit. Can you pray for them? You bet. Our Father in Heaven, we thank you that you sent your Son Jesus who died on that cross and rose from the dead. And we believe that he ascended. And when he ascended, he sent Jesus. the Holy Spirit. Thank you. He gave gifts unto men. Lord, you've given each and every one of your sons and daughters the Holy Spirit gifts. Gifts to prophesy, gifts to teach, gifts to preach, gifts to speak in other tongues, interpret tongues, great faith and miracles, healings. Lord, we want your church to be fully equipped for every good work. Lord, I pray for every listener to be filled and refilled and refilled. Be being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the great command. That they would get a refill of you today and another refill tomorrow. Lord, I pray that you'd fill our cup, that we would be emptied each and every day, emptied by serving others, empty by giving of ourselves, emptied by using our gifts and talents and abilities for you, that we would live a purposeful, intentional, satisfying life. Lord, I pray for every brother and sister that they would seek you earnestly and honestly. Father, we thank you that we no longer have to wait for the person, for the power, for the presence of your Holy Spirit. So move upon them now as they open hearts. Move upon us. Give us a glorious service tonight, tomorrow. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.